the college basketball experience SEC conference offseason check-in on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And lastly, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us, the NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week. So make sure you get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store and download it today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience SEC conference check-in. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making. Tobacco Road living the free lock given former former Hernan Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? How we doing? Dude, we are doing good because we are gonna talk uh, just a little bit of oh SEC basketball. This is a football powerhouse conference. But no, you look at this conference, it's really coming along. What Nate Oates has done at Alabama has been great. What a hire that is has really, you know, turned into. Then you add in LSU, Will Wade somehow maintaining his job. Florida is still somewhat Florida. Yes, they're not winning national championships, but they're a good team year in, year out. And Kentucky might get back on the map. But how about Eric Musselman at Arkansas getting things done? Maybe Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt can finally get a healthy team and get things going in the right direction. You got Ben Howland at Mississippi State being very active in the transfer portal, just like Eric Musselman, just like Bruce Pearl from all. I mean, with Auburn, there's high hopes for Auburn this year. They they basically you know took the uh, sanctions from last year. This year, I think they're eligible to do some stuff. Um, they, they what else? The Tennessee Vols, Rick Barnes. You know, uh, this is a really talented bunch. He's got going. Then you got Frank Martin, South Carolina. You can never count him out after his magical final four run just uh, a little while ago. And then, uh, and then what did I cover all those teams? Georgia Bulldogs, Tom Crean, interesting year for him. Big year for him, I think. Um, and uh, Missouri, Quanzo Martin. It's a team that uh, got hit with the transfer portal, but they got some big time recruits coming in overall. Buzz Williams. Also, I don't want to forget you down in college station, a lot of optimism about what the Aggies are doing. So um, you look at this and you say, well, this is a pretty darn good conference. Wouldn't you say so? I would say so. They were, they were very good and very entertaining last year. I'll be honest with you in years past. I didn't watch that much sec interconference games, only the big ones, you know, Florida, Kentucky, Auburn, Kentucky. I watched more SEC basketball last year than I did in previous years because the brand of basketball they were playing was exciting. There's a lot of talent, a lot of good teams. Didn't necessarily translate into the NCAA tournament. Uh, they had what one team, there were zero teams in the Final Four, one team in the Elite Eight, and I believe two teams in the Sweet 16. 
So not a great outing as far as the national tournament last year, but overall, this is a very, very solid conference and you got a lot of good teams this year. And before we dive into the team by team basis, by the way, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Also check out the college football experience. Cause we are breaking down every single college football team, all 130 of them, every team in the sec subscribe to the college football experience. But uh, I wanted to go through the top 100 recruits because the SEC did some damage. Fourth, fourth uh, recruit in the nation, Jabari Smith, power forward, coming into Auburn. Number six recruit in the nation, Kennedy Chandler, a point guard from Wichita, coming to Tennessee with Rick Barnes. And then the number ten recruit in the nation, J.D. Davison, coming to Alabama to get things going. Number twelve recruit, Ty Ty Washington to to Kentucky. Number thirteen recruit, uh, Damian Collins to Kentucky. Um, uh, just a uh, let me just go down. I'm going to go through the top fifty. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, number twenty three recruit, power forward Tennessee. So Tennessee just killing it. LSU landed a number twenty four recruit, Efton Reed, a center uh, from Florida. Um, then this is all according to twenty four seven Sports. How about uh, the Texas A and M landing a shooting guard from from Allen, Texas, number thirty one recruit in Manny Obeski. Uh Alabama also landed the thirty second recruit in Charles Bedakio. Uh, <laughs> My favorite uh, part of the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm tra- I'm probably butchering the shit out of that. Uh, and Kentucky also got the number thirty six recruit with Bryce Hopkins, a power forward from Illinois. Tennessee also number 37 recruit from Charlotte center, Jonas Adu, um, Florida, number 39 recruit from Macon, Georgia, Kawasi Reeves. Um, and do I got any more before number 50 Ole miss gets the number 50 recruit, a point guard from Jackson, Mississippi Deshaun Ruffin that they cleaned up. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talent coming into these sec schools. So we'll see how they, that shakes out within the conference, but that's just freshmen too. They brought in a ton of transfers as well. Yeah. You could argue the most, I'll, I'll just say that there's not a more talented conference than the sec. Is that fair? Yeah. And uh, you can also argue, I don't think I, I I, I haven't done the numbers on this, but I feel like the SEC has the most transfers. They've received, they've went out and got the most transfers, and they've also lost a ton. So just yeah, right. way more. Like the Big East wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. This conference, whoa, doing my yeah. homework for this one. I swear, every team, it's like, all right, who's gone? Who's coming in? That's why we're doing these check ins, because if you don't stay on top of it, you're going to be behind the eight ball come fall time where you're. You're all in the college football. Like, oh man, college basketball starts in a week or two. I don't know what What's team, who has yeah. who. We're here for you. We're helping you. Exactly. And let's just start off with Will Wade's bunch, because somehow this guy, hey, he never lost his job. He's doing it big time. All right. Uh, they lose Javante Smart. They lose uh, Trendon Watford. They might be losing Darius Days. He is in the NBA draft process with, while remaining eligibility. The same, they, I think everyone was assuming that Cam Thomas was going to be gone. And Cam Thomas announced that, hey, just in the past week, he is coming back to LSU. Um, so I, that's a pretty huge get for them, especially considering what they were able to do in the transfer portal. They went out, they get Adam Miller, who was a huge recruit by Illinois. I actually don't even know why he left Illinois. Uh, but I mean, Cameron Thomas averaged 23 points a game last year. Nick, this guy's a stud getting him back. And then, uh, I mean, he was their leading scorer that, that right there is huge. I mean, all of a sudden they go from a team that I think was going to make the tournament to a team that I think, you know, on paper now, will Wade has some work to do as a head coach because, but on paper, this could be an extremely talented team. When you consider some of these pieces they're bringing back, um, they went out in the transfer portal. They brought in Xavier Pinson, uh guard from Missouri who averaged 14 points with Quanzo Martin, just about 14. We'll mix him in with Adam Miller. Uh, they got a transfer Tari Eason from Cincinnati who pl- looked good as a freshman Seneca Knight, who was the best player on San Jose state or one of the best players, if not the best quit four games into the season, transferred to LSU. So he'll be playing this year. And and like I said, they have some some big name uh, freshmen coming in. They also got Moani Wilkinson, who's going to get a lot more burn. Sharif O'Neal, son of Shaq, I believe. So uh, 
Tari Eason uh, should be. I think Tari Eason was a pretty big get, but Efton Reed also at the center spot. This is a talented team now, especially getting Cam Thomas back. Imagine what what happens if they get Darius Days back. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's huge. Uh, do they have room for Darius Days? I, well, actually, I mean, right now, very good roster, especially the backcourt. Pinson, Miller, Thomas, and then with Wilkinson and LeBlanc coming off the bench, their guard. There's not better a better you know three trio of guards starting in the in the country, and then especially to have two solid guys like that coming off the bench, they are loaded in the backcourt. The front court, little questionable. So that you know, there if Days comes back, then then they might have the best roster on paper in the country. But it's not about on paper because we've seen LSU with very talented teams before, and it always seems like Will Wade can't get past the first or second round. Uh, you know, last year they only won one game. You know, only made the uh, field of thirty-two before they got beat by Michigan. So uh, I mean, yeah, if you're an LSU fan, you definitely like the talent on this roster with or without Days. But if, if he comes back, it'll be interesting because uh, they they'll be able to score some points. Now, last year they were awful on the road and awful at defense. Uh, Ken Palm adjusted D; they were 124th in the country. So Wade needs to do more than just accumulate talent and let him, you know, run around, play offense. <laughs> well, I remember that Bama game. Didn't Bama? I feel like Bama had like 33s on them at, in Baton Rouge. I mean, yeah. it was a just a nightmare defensive matchup. Um, I, I, but but I mean, it, dude, if they get Darius Days back, which obviously the jury's still out on this, if he, we'll know in the next coming weeks or the couple next, like what two, next two or three weeks, we'll ha- we'll have this all figured out. If they get Darius Days back, this could be a Final Four team. You know, on talent for sure, but I just don't know if I'm going to trust you know the, the the team come March. Um, you know, without days, the front court is very young with Efton Reed being a freshman. I wonder if he's the uh, younger brother of, of Naz Reed who played there a couple years ago or, or J or JR Reed. <laughs> That's I'm right. Joking. Might be JR Reed's son. <laughs> uh, and then Tari Eason who looked, uh, he looked promising at Cincinnati last year, but he was just a freshman. So he's young a- as well. But uh, obviously this is an NCAA tournament team. The question as to how far they can go some of it has got to come down to, to will Wade and what kind of coaching job he does. Cause if, if you faded LSU in the, in the tournament the last couple of years, then you you've cashed, you know? Yeah. So it would be a bold move picking them to go final four. I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, let's let, uh, th- but this is ceiling. I'm saying if days comes back, the ceiling could be a final four to me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm f- that's fair. I, I just wouldn't pick it myself. I wouldn't either, but just because we haven't seen Will Wade really be a great tournament coach, um, was Wade was Wade the f- coach with Final Four for VCU? I think he was just. I think he wasn't. I think he was just a, a team that got him to the tournament. Shaka he Smart, was only there for like a year or two. Shaka Smart was the Final Four coach at VCU, yeah, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, especially a coach coming from VCU who doesn't preach defense. That's just insane. Yeah, it is. VCU is all about defense. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, but if I, I think if you're a Tiger fan, you got to be really optimistic about the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's 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 go down the road to Starkville because this has been one of the. I mean, you want to talk about just absolutely uh, dominating the transfer portal, Ben Halland. It's a. I think he knows it's a big year for him. Yeah, I think he knows it's a big year for Bulldog basketball, and really, you want to talk about potential dark horse, Nick. With Iverson, uh, what uh, what is it, Molinar? Molinar. Uh, yeah, I always butcher that. Uh, Seventeen points a game, led the team in scoring last year. With him coming back, with Rocket Watts coming in from Michigan State, DJ Jeffers coming in from Memphis. So I, I liked his game at Memphis, and then Garrison Brooks coming in from North Carolina. Uh, what's not to like here, man? Uh, and they get also Sha- mentioned yeah. Shaquille Moore coming was, in from I, NC State because he was a freshman that showed a lot of potential last year. Yeah, I mean. And, and I'm, I'm, and even to Tolu Smith, the uh, the power forward or the forward that you know, 13 points a game, eight and a half boards. This is a complete team. I, I actually think this is a this is a tournament team this year. I'm fascinated to watch this team. I mean, Garrison Brooks two years ago, he was one of the best big men in the ACC. I don't know what his issue was last year. Last year, 
uh, he had some some injuries early on and just never <clears throat> never played well. I don't know if there was some chemistry issues with, with you know Roy Williams and and the other big men there in uh, Chapel Hill, but I mean if, if he's back and healthy and plays like he did in 2019, he's going to be one of the best the best big men in the country. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I like this team, dude. I, when I and, break it and, down, What's and that? then look at Rocket Watts. I mean, I was big on Rocket Watts coming into last year, kind of similar with Garrison Brooks. He just never put it all together. He never played that well. I mean, the guy can be a lockdown defender. He's a little streaky with his shot. If he gets that more consistent, he could be a hell of a player. But once again, it's like, are we going to see the 2019 version, or you know, the good, or the 2020 version? The not so good. Uh, I, um, I think though, when you consider the amount of depth, uh, sure they they lose uh, what Adu the, their big man to Cincinnati, but I'm saying the depth that this team has because you figure uh, Shaquille Moore probably coming off the bench. You, you look at some of the other guys I, I hit on that you know uh, will be pl- key bench players. I think Derek Fountain, their forward, solid player a season ago. I mean. Uh, the, these guys, this is a deep team. I think, I think this team could really make some noise in the sec this year. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, last year they were very, very young, but talented. And you know, they did solid 18 and 15 overall eight and 10 in conference and you know, a pretty strong sec. So that's not too bad. I think they can definitely improve on those numbers this year. I think they're a tournament team. Uh, I, I'm not going to say they're going to win the sec, but I think there's a real good chance they could be top five. What's their ceiling. You think? Man, I mean, Arkansas just went to the Elite Eight. <laughs> so, so, so Mississippi State Elite Eight, best ch- best sure. case scenario. Why not? Yeah, I'm on board. It, I don't, I don't, know, it, I wouldn't bet it, on it, but I, I could see it happening. That whole ceiling question. I mean, Oregon State just went to the Elite Eight. Yeah. It, it when it seems like you know it was it was easier to predict a couple of years ago when the roster turnover wasn't so great, but with the transfer portal being crazy, you know, a lot of teams have high ceilings. Cause they have a lot of talent. You just don't know how the talent's going to mesh. I, I don't even think they're going to miss DJ Stewart, even though he was a beast. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think they're going to miss him. Well, Hey, they have talent. They have yeah. guys that can step up in his place. So uh, yeah, I like uh, what he's doing there. I think Mississippi, Mississippi state's in for a, a big year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about perhaps uh, let's, let's go to Lexington, Kentucky and talk about a team that perhaps like much like Ben Hallen kind of won the transfer portal, bringing in a, a ton of, I mean, I guess you can make the case. They lost a couple guys too, but um, they got a, a couple guys with them that are in the NBA uh, draft process. Um, well, I think didn't Mint say he was coming back. Who is it? Uh, I'm not positive. Let me, let me quickly do a check on that. But what what's your take on uh, on, on the, the wildcats? I mean, cause look, they, they go out in the transfer portal. They oh, obviously we knew they were getting Toshiba like mid season. He quit on West Virginia. Keon Brooks says he's coming back. They get CJ Frederick from Iowa. They get uh severe Wheeler from, uh, from Georgia. It was, that was like one of their best players, if not their best. Uh, and then they get, go out and get uh, Grady, Kellen Grady. That guy was a beast. Yeah. For Davidson. Yeah. Uh, for, for Bob McKillop in Charlotte there. Um, and th- they still got some some depth on that bench too. You had Jacob Toppin on that bench, and uh, some of those players that played last year. Now, uh, like I said, there's a couple t- players out there. I think Isaiah Jackson. They're waiting to hear back from. Um, and I guess yeah, uh, here we are. I'm, I'm I'm just catching up, making sure Davion Mintz is still testing NBA draft waters. Could come back. That would be huge news for them. That would be yeah, huge definitely. news for him. Um, so what's your take on uh Calipari? You think this is a year where he gets things going again? Well, once again, another fascinating team to watch this year. Cause I think you could tell Calipari was very frustrated with youth in general last year. And so what did he do? Uh, he only brought in three freshmen this year for Kentucky, bringing in three freshmen. That's, you know, that's, I mean, usually it's like five or six man classes. And so he targeted veterans. And he targeted guys who are really good college players that maybe don't translate to the pros like Frederick or Grady. Uh, So it's going to be very interesting here. I think, I think he has the right idea. Calipari is usually a year or two ahead of a lot of other coaches, but the idea of trying to mesh a couple, you know, five-star recruits with 
some some transfers, some veteran transfers who have been around the block plenty of times. Once again, like Grady, like Frederick, and then you know bringing a team together like that, I think it might be the blueprint of of how the blue bloods do it moving forward instead of just all you know freshmen. Yeah, uh, I'm ta- I'm talking to you, Duke. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be very inter- interesting watching this team, but. It seems like they have the right blend of talent and experience to I mean, do some damages here. Adding three top fifty recruits with those guys, they this team could be really, really good. The hard part is just I guess we need to see it before. I mean, obviously you could say, man, this team could win the like in my opinion, like they could be in the national championship. The right scenario. And, yeah, and it's kinda hard to say right now with with Mintz and Jackson still being up in the air. But uh, you know, say okay, worst case scenario, those guys don't come back. This is definitely, you know, an NCAA tournament team. It's a top three team in the SEC, probably, and I don't think they have enough to go to the Final Four without those guys. Though I, I, I would say, I think, that? I think though, top three SEC. I think you can make the case. I mean, this is going to be a really interesting year in this conference. Yeah, no, People, I agree. A lot of a- good teams: Alabama, Auburn, you know, LSU, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State. You might even throw Florida in there. Sure. Florida's always up there, man. Contending, you know, I mean, I, I will get to that at the end and try to project our order, but keep an eye on the, those remaining players that could come back. Cause you let Davion Mintz come back. That was their leading scorer from a season ago. And, and that could really, really just make this team pretty loaded coming into the season. Um, let's go down the, that down through that bourbon trail and get to some Tennessee whiskey here. Um, the, let's talk Rick Barnes tough year last year. Um, but he returns John Fulkerson. They, I, I think I hit on the fact that, uh, well, first off them getting that Auburn transfer huge. I mean, this guy played great in his freshman year. I'm talking about Justin Powell, yeah. just about 12.6 boards, almost five assists. I mean, talk about doing it, but Rick Barnes though, I, I just hit on that when I, when I listed the top, uh, 50 recruits are going through the top 50. Tennessee had a couple there. So that these guys are going to be instant impact players when you're getting the fifth best, or I think it was the sixth best player in the country. Um, and then you mix it in with, with the likes of Fulkerson who got just shy of her double digits a season ago. Uh, what's it? Vescovi. Um, they're going to have a talented team, man. They're really going to have a talented team. It may be, maybe young, but this could be a really good team. You know, I, I don't know. I think they kind of take a step back this year. Uh, Wait, you they, know, but they, they didn't go to the tournament last year, right? Yeah, no, they did. They lost in the first round to. Uh, they got upset. They were. It was one of those five twelve. Oh, ones. it was Oregon State. It was Oregon State. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I, I, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Right when um, we did the Pac twelve preview or uh, check in, I said you had to be crazy if you didn't take Oregon State over Tennessee, just knowing Rick Barnes, you know, and and, and Tennessee started last year pretty hot. They had they had a couple like big wins. I think they blew out Colorado. Uh, another nice, impressive out of conference win, but they kind of faded towards the second half. And you know they had two freshmen, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, who are probably going to be first round draft picks here. So they're out. I guess they bring in two new, uh, you know, highly touted freshmen. But overall, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not all that impressed by Rick Barnes. Uh, once again, he can bring in talent. He's well, done, I, he did that uh, at I'm, Clemson. He did it at Texas. Well, that's my point though, is like, you look at this team and Kennedy Chandler, six, the number six uh, rated freshman in the country. He's coming in at the point spot. You add in the number 23 uh, recruit and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Now, I, obviously we got to see these guys play against the sec, but you also, then the number 37 recruit and Jonas uh, Adu, and then you mix that in. I mean, we know that kid from Auburn pals, a player, you mix yeah. him in, you got Fulkerson, you got uh, Victor Bailey. I just think this team could be, I guess this is the, the, the first team that really, we don't know what to expect. I mean, I still think they probably make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I just don't too. expect them to go very far. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch. I mean, Vescovi coming back too. I mean, they, they have, uh, they have a solid team. I mean, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong there. There's talent, there's experience also. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. So they have a you know, two top or, or three good freshmen coming in. What's Barnes going to do with that? It, you know, yeah, they might average twenty points a game like Springer did, but he didn't really, you know, make them a better team. I don't think so. Uh, a lot of my question marks with Tennessee kind of just around Rick Barnes and and how good of a coach he actually is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're ceiling what Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. 
Um, let's let's go down to Fayetteville, where uh, look blindly. If you're going to tell me the the top teams that won the transfer portal, number one would be the Texas Longhorns, Chris Beard. Yeah. Uh, number two would probably be the Arkansas Razorbacks. Number three would probably be Mississippi State. Number four might be Kentucky. Uh, but let's talk about this Arkansas team because they just, I mean, they they really went after it, man. I mean, getting Chris likes from Miami where the, the guy was had, you know, almost 16 points a game at Miami getting, yeah, uh, but for those that don't know, he's also like five, six. So along with that, there comes some defensive issues. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, look, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good guard, but I, I don't, th- that, that might not be that great of a get. I'm just saying, okay. Odyssey, Tony. That is a good get. That guy can play. I mean, dude, yeah, the kid from South Dakota, Stanley Amude, twenty-two points a game. I know that was at South Dakota, but we'll see how that transition. I mean, Trey Wade from Wichita State, Kamani Johnson playing with uh, Daryl Walker's bunch at Little Rock. They return, you know, uh, what Note? Uh, they return. Uh, wait, did yeah, n- yeah? They return Note. They return. A few other guys that were uh, Devonte Davis, who was a stud. Yeah. Um, this team could be really good, I think. Some of the other guys, I mean, Robinson and Chance Moore, guys that that uh, really could be impact players, man. And and I mean, I guess this one's hard to get a gauge on too because of how crazy it's been in the transfer portal. They got what they got. Jock- Jackson Robinson didn't do much for A and M last year, but he was a freshman. Maybe he can make an impact right away. I'm not real sure, but. Uh, Interesting team. I mean, I, I, there's a reason why they're preseason top twenty. They did lose Sills, which I thought played solid for them. He transferred to Arkansas State right up the road. Um, what's your take on 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 the Razorbacks here? I mean, must, yeah, must, these guys are a little bit harder to gauge because some of the transfers that are coming over. We're not sure how they're going to do with the step up in competition. That is Yamodi from South Dakota, Trey Wade from Wichita, um, the guy from Little Rock. I on paper right now, just looking at the roster and who they brought in, who they lost, I would say they'd take a little bit of a blow. I think the people exiting were are better than the people coming in, and that's you know Justin Smith was was huge in the NCAA tournament. They're they're a big man, Tate and 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 uh, Moody and Sills. That's losing a lot. Uh, granted, they did bring in a lot of guys here, but I think uh, right now the people that they lost. Are, are better than those that are coming in. Unless some of these guys from the smaller schools can really step up and contribute big time. But this is definitely a tournament team, dude. Once again, I think so. I don't think they make it as far this year though. I mean, like they made the elite eight last year. Uh, I would imagine this is, you know, maybe like a, you know, field of 32. It'll be interesting to see if that uh, top hundred recruit chance more starts for them or not. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I keep, seeing public hit, you know, people say they're going to be a top 15, top 20 team. We'll see Musselman. Yeah. He rode that momentum last year. Um, Cause at first you remember they kind of came out of nowhere early in the season. Yeah. They were kind of looking like, eh, I don't know. And then towards the end of the year, wow. Did they catch uh, some heat down the stretch? Yeah. And you know, I was giving Rick Barnes shit, but you gotta you have, you know, tip your cap to Musselman. Cause he's done this, you know, for Nevada. And now he's done it at Arkansas, you know, going on a pretty deep run here. So he is a good tournament coach. I would even say ceiling is another elite eight. I mean, hell, why not? You know, like I said, a lot of people's ceilings are pretty much whatever you want them to be. But I don't think this is quite as good of a team as last year. So I'll say, you know, sweet 16 or something. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's talk. Uh, I think the two teams that really jumped out last year were Arkansas Razorbacks and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, this is an interesting one. John Petty graduates. Herb Jones gone, um, but we're waiting on uh, Jaden Shackerfield and Josh Primo, which are pretty big names to uh, to be yeah. waiting for. They did bring in uh, Namari Burnett, uh, a freshman from Texas Tech, who played played pretty solid as a freshman. They also got Noah Gurley, a uh, forward from Furman, who was a solid player a season ago for Furman. They actually, I think they played, if memory serves me correct, they played Bama and really should have won that game, but, uh, but they choked in the final minute or two. Um, but you add in the, I guess Javon Quinterly will be there, right? Um, what's your take on the crimson tie? I just hit on, they have some, some big time freshmen coming in. Yeah. Uh, JD Davidson's the uh, five-star 
they have him projected to come right in as pointing guard as point guard and start. So if he's good, if he's as good as they they say, which was uh, what uh, number ten overall, uh, that that backcourt is loaded with uh, him, Quinterly, Shackleford, Primo. We're not sure about the interior. Gurley is kind of a question mark coming uh, over but, from but Furman. That thirty-second recruit in the nation is a big man, Charles. Uh, remember, I couldn't pronounce uh, Bediaco, <laughs> Bediaco yeah. maybe, but Um Right, he'll definitely be you know called upon to play some uh, some serious minutes. You know, losing Petty, John Petty, and Herb Jones. That's that's a that's a pretty big loss here. But they have a lot of guys. I, I felt like sometimes last year there was too many guys and not enough minutes to go around. Uh, maybe that situation kind of solves itself this year. And, you know, they can really, you know, count on these guys to play, you know, 30 minutes plus and uh, they're talented, man. They can definitely fill that bucket up with some points. I mean, uh, this is one that the, they almost beat UCLA. That was probably the the team that played UCLA best other than uh, Gonzaga. So, I mean, I guess you could say Michigan State too, but um, what what's the ceiling here? Elite eight? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, they were close to making it last year. Kind of similar with Arkansas. I think maybe they were a little bit better last year. And okay. I think Petty and Herb Jones they did a lot of like the little things. Herb Jones, especially man, he was a beast, yeah. man. I, I they got to find someone to to replace him because that that to me he was a game changer for them. He was like, they, in my opinion, he was their best player. They were like unsung heroes at, at times too. You know, sometimes they didn't score as many points as like Shackleford or or a Quinterly or something. But those guys, you know, they got charges, they got loose balls, they you know got rebounds, blocks, played really good defense. You name it. So I do think they they miss Petty and Jones a lot. But they're still once again NCAA tournament team. I wonder how many teams we're going to say that for. So far, we're what five for five. Yeah, and I think this next one right down the road, Auburn, Bruce Pearl's bunch. Now this is one I see publications saying they're going to be a top ten, top twelve team. You look at this roster. Um, obviously, I, I should probably hit on the fact that these freshmen that I just mentioned, you know, bringing in uh, the number four player in the country in Jabari Smith at the power forward spot. That is uh, that that is probably going to be the guy who we'll see if they can go because like if if he plays great. I think this the they the sky's the limit. Um, you got they get Walker Kessler coming in from North UNC. You you're right down the road there. What's your what's your take on getting Kessler? That's a really good get. I think he's ready to play you know big time minutes and be a big time player for this team. Yeah, he was kind of behind Baycott and Brooks and uh, all, you know, all five big men uh, UNC had last year. I think he's going to start right away and he's going to be a good player. And then and then they go out in the transfer portal. Really go out, like they were active. Zepp Jesper from Charleston got about sixteen points a game. Wendell Green, which was my guy at uh, I was high on Eastern Kentucky. If you listen to the college basketball experience last year, Wendell Green uh, sixteen points a game. And then Katie Johnson coming over from Georgia, where he played great as a freshman. Yeah, that guy could play. He's a baller. Alan Flanagan. Jabari Smith. I mean, uh, I know I hit on Smith before, but I'm saying. They actually have a good starting five when you when you put it all together. I mean, Flanagan got 14 points a game, five and a half boards a season ago. Um, I just think this could be a really good team. What's what's your what's your take? Certainly, man. Especially the starting five. I think the bench. There's a couple more question marks. You know, but if if you know Wendell Green can can step in. Uh, now uh, the starting five that looks really dangerous, man. That looks really good. You're gonna have big guys and Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, and you're gonna have you know that a wing guy and Alan Flanagan, very good. Katie Johnson's going to be able to, you know, fill it up uh, at the, the shooting guard spot. And we'll, and we'll see how Jasper does coming in from Charleston. But once again, I mean, they're going to lose, they're going to miss Sharif Cooper and Justin Powell. Uh, Cooper was a baller last year, man. But, but on the bench, I think Cambridge, Devin Cambridge played solid getting nine points a game a season ago uh, for almost four boards. Uh, Dylan Cardwell, Gonna get some more experience too. Four points a game, almost four boards. Um, I think this is the team that we're gonna see if Bruce Pearl can can coach. Remember two years ago, or what? The two two March Madnesses ago, so three years ago, they were a Final Four team. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch. What's the ceiling on them? Same situation, right? You know, talking <laughs> about Bruce Pearl, <laughs> a lot of similarities with with Rick Barnes. Especially because they both coach at Tennessee too, but the difference is Rick uh, uh, Pearl can actually coach where Barnes can't. Both both can bring in talent, 
but yeah, Pearl has, I mean, he's done it before he can take teams far. So uh, once again, another NCAA tournament team and they could make a run, man. They could go uh, hell final four. I'll yeah, say it. yeah, I think they can. I think they can. Uh, let, let's let's go right down the road again. Well, first, actually, let me tell you guys that the College Basketball Experience podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to a five hundred dollars risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-I-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. Um let's let's hop into uh into Gainesville. Where I mean, this is a team that's kind of flying under the radar. Mike White. Kind of underrated, I feel like, a little bit. I know they weren't as as dominant as uh the Billy Donovan days, obviously, but if this is a huge one. If Colin Castleton returns. We know Trey Mann's gone, right? If Colin Castleton returns, which I think he is personally, if I had to bet, I think this could be a really good team. Yeah, I mean, come on, Castleton's not going to be a first round pick or anything, right? So he should come back. Yeah, I mean, I know his, his he's lanky though, but uh, you get him back. You add Tyree, you get Tyree Appleby back. Scotty Lewis played well. Anthony what Deruji, the the big man. Um, then they were av- in the transfer portal. They land, I mean, just s- some pretty big studs. I mean, CJ Felder from Boston college, uh, Myron Jones from Penn state. He's good. Uh, Flanders Fleming from Charleston Southern average 20 points a game. Brandon uh, McKissick from UMKC, which I, I guess those last two ones we have, they lit it up where they were at, Yeah, but they did lose Noah Locke, And that was a big loss to Louisville. So I still think there's a talented team. If, if, I mean, that's like seven, eight deep. If Castleton returns, which obviously keep an eye on if you're a Gator shit, if you're just an sec fan, you got to keep an eye on that because those wins that you might be calculating as wins thinking Castleton isn't coming back. Well, that might change if he comes back. Yeah. I think they're a bubble team. I think with Castleton, they're probably on the right side of the bubble without him. They're probably on the wrong side they do have some nice pieces and, but to come to really come together as a, as a whole team here, it's going to come down to those uh, transfers from Charleston Southern and from uh, Missouri, Kansas city. Uh, they, because they need more right now. They need some depth and they got some solid players. They might need some star power too, though. So uh, Myron Jones was good at Penn state. Uh, he can step in and play nice and, and Felder's solid. Also Appleby Overall, Appleby was good last year, man. Uh, the guy who yeah. got injured in the Virginia tech game. And Scotty Lewis is a scorer. If he gets hot, he can, you know, hit some threes. Overall, I'd say they're solid, but um, I'm not as high on Florida as the other teams we've uh, previewed so far. I'm, if Castleton's back, they're they're a tournament team, and they could probably go around there too. You think so? Yeah, I think Castleton's a good player. So last year they missed out. I think they were a bubble team. No, 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 uh, no, no. They got in. They lost to or they they beat Virginia Tech, right? Virginia Tech hit the three at the buzzer, sent it to overtime. And then they lost to Oral Roberts, right? So yeah. they were a seven seed. Uh, so, so they were pretty, I guess, you know, they were in, you know, they were sec- pretty securely in there. Well, hell, it's kind of changed my mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> I still think they're a bubble team. I think they're, I mean, well, I mean, with, with no Castleton, yes. No Castleton, they're a bubble team. With Castleton, I think they're in. I think White, White has them always playing good. They're good at home, I feel like. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I want to tell you guys the college basketball experience is brought to you by Coors Light. You ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit that reset button to get ready for what's next? Because these days everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and really just an expect expectation to be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn it off and hit reset. And that's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you'll always know what time it is when it's time to chill. So, um, look, Coors Light's the one I choose when I need to unwind. 
So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Jersey or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Um, now we're getting to the meat of this one. I, I feel like the meat as far as the uncertainties. Uh, let's talk Buzz Williams. Year three now. He loses. I mean, talk about, I don't know what happened in, in, in college station, Emmanuel Miller transfers out, uh, Savion that flag. Was, that's big. Yeah. JJ Chandler. I mean, they, they had like eight, pl- eight players transfer out that, that was shocking to me. Uh, now they also were very active in the transfer portal. They landed uh Marcus Williams from, from Wyoming, who I was really impressed with in year one, Jordan hall from St. Joe's who played well. They get, it's funny because they, Arkansas took a player of theirs. They took a player from Arkansas, Ethan <laughs> Henderson. Uh, they get Javante Brown from Yukon only played two games at Yukon as a freshman. And then Henry Coleman, the third from Duke. I know you're a Duke fan, so You should know there, but they, they, they did get a break by Quentin Jackson deciding to come back for his uh, fifth, you know, the extra year. Uh, Cause he was a senior last year because of COVID. Right. Uh, so getting that experience back, I averaged 10 and a half points a game, him, Andre Gordon, Hassan, uh, uh, Daria. Um, how do you pronounce that? I think Diara, Diara, just like the Virginia tech player, huh? Yeah. Um, freshman guard, Hayden Hefner still there. Actually, I think, I think that guy transferred it out of Virginia. He did. Tech, he did. He did. He transferred out, but I'm saying he was there. He was at Kansas state originally. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your, I got no idea when it comes to Texas. A&M. I mean, like, you know, I thought Buzz Williams was going to do better at A&M granted. He's only in his third year, but I, I felt like he had more immediate success at Virginia tech. We all know buzz can really coach, uh, but he can also rub people the wrong way. I think uh, he had some problems with, uh, you know, the administration at Marquette. Um, and then he also did at Virginia tech. So and then you, you see all these transfers leaving. Obviously, eight something players, was wrong last year. Eight players transferred. Now he is bringing in the thirty, the thirty-first best player in the country according to twenty-four-seven Sports and Manny Obeski at the shooting guard spot. I, I just, it's hard to get a gauge like in college basketball these days when you have that many transfers out and that many transfers yeah. in. But they were very, very young last year, and yeah, I mean, like you know, why would Flag or Miller leave? You know, they. Yeah, Miller left for that, TCU too. Yeah, you would think that they signed on to be a part of Buzz Williams and a part of the you know re rebuilding the A and M program. Uh, so yeah, something was obviously not working there last year. I don't know what it was, but even the guys they bring in, like I think Henry Coleman, he was starting to come on a little bit last year towards the end of the year for Duke. He can be solid, um, but the rest of the guys did not really play that much at bigger schools, or they're coming from smaller. I, I, schools. I like Marcus Williams from Wyoming. I was okay. impressed when I watched him. So okay. um, right now I say a and is going to be again towards the bottom of, of the sec last year. They were only two and eight in conference uh, eight and 10 overall. They finished second to last only Vanderbilt. Only Vanderbilt was, was uh, below them. Like we know buzz can coach He Maybe he'll surprise us here, but uh, coming into the season, I have my question marks. Yeah, me too. I mean, but we're not going to, they're not a tournament team, right? They're not even close right now. Right. Until we see, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Until we see that means next year, this, that seat could be getting hot now. I mean, next year could be a big year for buzz Williams. I know there was COVID, but they paid a lot of money for him. Right. Right. And, and I think everybody thought it was probably a, a slam duck hire. He was coming off that, that game where they almost, he almost beat Duke in the NCAA tournament with Zion and RJ Barrett. Remember that? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he was hot. He was a hot coach right there because he, you know, he really elevated Virginia Tech. But so far, he's not been able to do it in College Station. Yeah, it's a big year for him. We'll see if that if they can he can show. I mean, to his credit, he got that COVID thing in year two, so he's, I it's almost like one point year one point five right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now let's talk a bit about the rebels of Ole Miss and Kermit Davis. I think it could be a big year for Kermit Davis as well. Came over from middle Tennessee. Remember that success he had at middle Tennessee. And and now I feel like, you know, this is a big year for the rebels and they do bring back Joyner, who was a beast for them. Uh, The guard, the the junior guard a season ago. And I think he'll be 
one of the best players in the conference this year. Um, they bring back also Luis Rodriguez uh, and uh, their other guard, uh, Morel, Matthew Morella, I think it is. Uh, they get Breakfield from from Duke, the freshman uh, forward. What was mm-hmm. your opinion of Breakfield? He showed flashes. He had a really big game against UVA, I believe. Uh, so he definitely has shown flashes. I mean, he's he's lengthy. He's a four, but he can also stretch it and uh, hit a three. So he's he's gonna be a solid player here. Then they get uh, Nasir Brooks, this, the big man from Miami, who at times I thought played really good. That's a nice get. And uh, Ty Fagan from Georgia, who played good too. So you mix that with some of that returning talent. This is one that I actually think best case scenario they could get into the tournament. I think they Yeah. Yeah, but I also think that that there's the SEC is so tough. Yeah. I I just don't know that they could they can uh they can, you know, night in night out battle with them. Yeah, what? you know, last year they finished 10 10 and 8 uh in the conference, 16 and 12 overall. They did not make the NCAAs. And I don't think they're going to get to a 10 and eight conference record this year. I think they're more 500 or maybe a game or two below 500. So I don't expect the NCAAs, but whenever you got all these new transfers coming in, you never know. Um, so there's a possibility, but I think Ole Miss is kind of just stuck in that like level of mediocrity where they're just hovering around 500. It'll be interesting to watch that point guard Deshaun Ruffin as he, uh, I'm assuming he's going to play right away. Uh, top 50 recruit coming into Ole Miss for Kermit Davis. But I do think that's one of the more, this is one you highlight and say, I know you had Florida on this line. I think Ole Miss is a true 50, 50 team. I they're probably, if I gun to my head, I would say they're probably going to duplicate something like last season. Yeah. But I will say if they can win some of those 50, 50 games, it wouldn't shock me if they get in, if they were the, the last four in or the one of the bubble team, but gets in would not shock me. But obviously they got their work cut out for them. Yeah, I think I have Florida ranked higher than Ole Miss right now. I do. Well, uh, if Castleton come doesn't come back though, do you? Then then it gets really close. Then you could take either one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, guys. The college basketball experience. We got a few more teams left, but I want to tell you guys the college basketball experience is brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship or Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other betters on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high. Well, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know just how much your ticket is worth. Last week, here's a perfect example. Uh, uh, a PropSwap customer purchased a Milwaukee Bucks future for $150 when they were down 1 0 to the Nets and then resold it for $1,000 after the Bucks won game seven. With props up, your your bet doesn't need uh, to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Just go to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And while you're getting apps, I mean the biggest app, PropSwap's great. You should get PropSwap, but don't forget about us. SGPN app. Yes, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store, in the Google Play Store. It's where you can get me and NC Nick's and Patty C's picks, all of the college basketball experience, sports scaling podcast stuff, all of our podcasts, all of our picks, all of our articles, just right there. One click uh, from one tap of, of your hand, essentially. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. So check out that SGPN app. Okay, here we go. Now this one, I'm very curious. George, the Georgia Bulldog, what's going on? Tom, is this, this is, this is Tom Crean's. I think his final season in Athens, if I had to guess, because the, you know, PJ Horn announced he was coming back using that extra year of uh, yeah. Uh, besides him, they're, they're thank God, <laughs> he's their only scorer, like their top eight scorers. He's the only one that stayed at Georgia. The rest didn't graduate. The rest transferred. Nine but, transfers. That's unbelievable that's to me. I mean, Justin <laughs> Keir to Arizona, KD Johnson to Auburn, right within your own conference. Uh, Andrew Garcia, who played solid Kent state uh, Fagan to Ole Miss. Another one within your own conference, Kamara to, to Dayton with uh, Anthony Grant. And then the uh, Christian Brown, uh, I thought at moments showed flashes to Tennessee state. I mean, the, the Shavir Wheeler also, obviously the, that's the, that's the, the elephant in the room there to Kentucky. Yeah. But I mean, shoo, I mean, what 
Well, last year, I mean, last year they had a pretty good roster. They just couldn't, they, you know, they just didn't uh, win that many games. But uh, last year they were seven, eleven in conference, fourteen and twelve overall. So apparently the players were not happy with uh, the direction of the program or the coaching with Tom Crean to lose nine players in one year to transfer. That's pretty wild. I mean, if that's not a sign of the times, I don't know what is. Has any other school lost nine players this year? <laughs> and seven of your eight top scores? That's it's insane. I mean, not in like none of these guys graduated. They're all transferred. Yeah. So you got PJ <laughs> Horn coming back, and I think that's that's a bonus. You know, uh, wasn't he at Virginia Tech? He was at Virginia Tech, right? I no. think he might have been. They had they had a horn. Yeah. I think he might've been at Virginia tech at one point. Uh, but then you get J- J- Abdul Rahim's son, Sharif Abdul Rahim's son from Virginia who did, who barely got a cup of a coffee there in, in Charlottesville. Then you got uh, Jalen Ingram from, from Florida Atlantic who averaged 12 and a half points there. Uh, Braylon bridges uh, from UIC who wasn't very good. I mean, they weren't very good, but he showed he had a decent stat line. Then Aaron cook from Gonzaga. That could be a good get. That's not bad. Um, and, and Noah Bauman from USC. I got no idea. I mean, here's the thing is if they weren't gelling last year with an extremely talented team, it's almost like yeah. the old, the old Nick Nolte and blue chips. Are you, are you, are you better with the team that you want of the guys that you know are going to put it out there, put, put it on the line for you night in night out, even if you're much less talented. Uh, maybe, probably not though. <laughs> I mean, this, you know, look at this point in June, all we can do is look at rosters and look at a coach's track record and the roster here. Just, it, it doesn't seem like they can compete in the sec. It, it certainly a- appears that they're going to be one of the worst teams, if not the very bottom of the conference. I mean, come on the, the, the you know, the best players, or the, the top scorer might be some guy from FAU or, you know, uh, even, it's probably Ab- going to be horn. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, you know, we mentioned Abdurrahim. He hardly played at UVA. We don't know if, if he's ready for big time minutes in the sec. So no, you know, right now you, you can't look at Georgia and, and like what you see. Cause uh, it, it, it looks like it's gonna be a long season. Yeah. Uh, is Crean coaching there next year? They give him one more year. You think, right? How many years has he been there now? Do you know? I want to say this is year four. Is that I think yeah, I think he might be fired after this. But it is Georgia basketball. For some reason, I don't think any coach has been able to unlock that key because they haven't been good. And Mark Fox got him to a tournament, right? Okay, he's been there. This is year four. This yeah. upcoming year, but check us out. Although year one was a nightmare, he has been five hundred or better. In both years, <laughs> probably not cut it though, man. After year one, year one he was eleven and twenty-one, then sixteen and sixteen, then fourteen and twelve. He's actually been improving win percentage wise each season. I don't think that trend continues this year. I tend to agree with you here. I wish we were disagreeing more. I think all we disagree with is maybe Florida. Um, let's let's switch over and talk. Actually, let's let's talk Commodore basketball, Vanderbilt. Now they're they're waiting word on Scottie Pippen Jr., which I think I pr- personally think he's probably going to go to the NBA. But twenty one points a game, five assists. If you got him back, that would be huge. That would be absolutely huge. Uh, you're bringing back sophomore guard Jordan Wright, average about nine points a game, four and a half boards. A freshman guard Trey Thomas is back, and uh, their freshman forward Miles, what's that? Stutt, uh, maybe Stute. Um, he's back. Didn't get a lot of burn last year, but then uh, in the transfer portal, they went out and the, the big one that, that stands out to me is Liam Robbins from Minnesota. This is the, the kid from, uh, yeah, he was, he was at Drake. I feel like the, the year before that, uh, you're right. Yeah. A- and he was solid. He was really solid. They also go out and get from Dayton. We, we know this. We saw this guy play live, Nick Rodney Chapman. He's a solid player at Dayton. Um, and then they, they went and got a kid from t- Taryn Frank from TCU. And then J- Jermaine Mann from, from Gardner Webb. No idea how those will transition in Stackhouse has had some bad luck with injuries. If he gets Scotty Pippen jr. Back, can you make a case that Vanderbilt could find themselves, you know, in the mix with, <laughs> with, uh, with Ole Miss maybe? Well, that's uh, I mean, that that's key right there. Cause if Pippen does not come back, I think it's an, uh, probably another long year for Vanderbilt. 
I was going to say, I kind of like what Stackhouse is doing, but we just mentioned that Georgia lost nine guys to the transfer portal. Well, Vanderbilt lost eight. <laughs> yeah. You know, and some pretty good players, too, like uh, Dylan Disu or uh, DJ Harvey, who just uh, came over from Notre Dame. Max, so. Maxwell Evans to TCU. I mean, yeah. just, just, uh, um, it's kind of crazy how these guys play like a different school every year. DJ Harvey was at Notre Dame, then he went to Vanderbilt, now he's going to Detroit. It's, yeah. <laughs> But, it's but crazy. Uh, you can make a case if Scotty Pippen Jr. comes back, you mix him with Jordan Wright. Um, I think Trey Thomas will be better. He was just a freshman. Liam Robbins and Rodney Chapman, and you might have a, a somewhat decent squad. I, I, I feel better about them than I do Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree, but I don't think I still don't know if they're going to make the tournament. I don't see it, man. I, once again, Vanderbilt, it's another hard place to win at. And uh, last year, nine and 16 overall, three and 13 in conference. I sh- I thought a couple of games, they looked solid. I think they played Richmond pretty close. Uh, they had a couple, they had one or two wins, like towards the end of the season, kind of surprising wins. I was like, hold on, is Vanderbilt t- kind of turning a corner? Uh, but then to see, you know, all these guys departing. Uh, now, I think it's going to be a long year, um, especially if Pippen does not come back. If he comes back, they'll be competitive, but I still don't see them sniffing the uh, NCAAs. I agree. I I think, dude, if Pippen comes back, maybe best case scenario, they could be flirting with the bubble. (laughs) Flirting with the bubble. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Columbia, South Carolina. Just, uh, just, I mean, it's weird. Uh, Five, six, four or five years ago, South Carolina was in the final four. Frank Martin though, hitting some, some rough patches here. I mean, you want to talk the transfer portal. They, uh, they lost, uh, I, I think seven players, seven players hit the transfer portal. What, like I said, the SEC more than any conference we've covered so far, transfer portal has been absolutely crazy in the SEC. Yeah, it really has. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't seem like Martin was able to capitalize on that final four run. I agree. Now I will say this, Eric Stevenson, which is once again, another one of these guys you want to hit on. I remember Stevenson now he struggled like, well, Washington struggled as a team last year with continuity. I don't know what that was, but I liked Stevenson when he was at Wichita state. I thought he was a baller. I like them going to get him. James Reese at North Texas. We saw them good. in the tournament. That was a great, I think that's a good get. Yeah. Uh, they get AJ Wilson from George Mason. Um, now they're returning Keyshawn Bryant who flirted with the NBA. He already announced he's coming back. That's a big get is getting him back and also getting your sophomore ga- guard Jermaine. Uh, how do I say this one? Cousinard again. Cu- yeah, there you go. Cuisinard. Cuisinard. Oh yeah. Something like Dan Quisenberry. All right. It's French. Um, <laughs> but if you add Bryant Cousinard and Eric Stevenson and James Reese, I actually, I will make this case. South Carolina could be, could be a, a tournament team. Vanderbilt. No, I could see South Carolina being a dangerous team. Yeah, I suppose so. Just given the fact that Frank Martin's done it before with teams that were kind of obscure, like the year they beat Duke and went to the final four, like, you know, in like January that year, I I might've been able to name two guys on that team and and most college basketball fans couldn't name anybody. So there it's weird. South Carolina kind of just is that obscure team that no one really pays attention to. I give I'll give it to you. Once again, I hate to agree, but I think, you know, the ceiling is that these guys could make the NCAAs, but I would say just the same percentage they could also be 4 and 12 in conference like they were last year. <laughs> That's very true. Uh I they, I I'm surprised to see Justin Manaya hit leave to for Providence. I liked him. He was solid. M- McCreary to uh, South Florida and and even Seventh Woods to Mor- Morgan State. Well, he's, that was like the same dude as uh, DJ Harvey. He, he was at UNC. Yeah. He, he plays at South Carolina one year. Now he's at Morgan state. Okay. I don't get it, but uh, all right. Uh, we are finally at the end of the road here. The Missouri tigers, Quanzo Martin. I mean that talk about a team that just got brutal. I mean, they, they got hit Xavier Pinson, LSU, Mark Smith. They basically traded Mark Smith for uh for the likes of they they landed a, a K State transfer. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on him. Uh Gordon, Dewan Gordon. Yeah, Dewan Gordon, yes. And uh they basically traded players there. 
They lose Xavier Pinson. We I actually thought they were going to bring back uh, their one of their best players from a season ago. Uh, what was it? Gosh, I'm, gosh, I'm just drawing a blank right now. It's football season. Let me just uh, pull up their uh, their what their big man. It was a it was a forward. I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's yeah. uh, uh Jeremiah Tillman. Jeremiah Tillman. There you go. Um, you know there was talk that he could potentially come back. No, he signed with an agent, so that is gone. This team now goes to the transfer portal. Brings in, like I said, Gordon from K State, Jaron Coleman from Ball State, who averaged four, just shy of 14 points, and then Amari Davis from Green Bay, who averaged 17 points a game. They return Kobe Brown. They return Javon Pickett. They return Parker Braun. I don't think this is a tournament team. It doesn't. It certainly doesn't seem like it. They are bringing in five recruits, but they're all three stars, which means they're probably not ready to contribute big time year one. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a kind of a long year for Mizzou. They were solid last year. You know, uh, they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament to Oklahoma, I believe, who lost to Gonzaga. But during the regular season, Missouri at times they looked very good. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the case this year. I think there this is a rebuilding year. Uh, you know, maybe brighter days are ahead in in 2022, 2023. But uh, yeah, this looks to be another bottom of the pack SEC squad. You know, the SEC is kind of like the have and have nots this year. There's a lot of really good good teams up top. Towards the bottom, there could be a lot of really bad teams too. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a shot at my pecking order right now. All right, all As, the way through, all the way through, man. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. One, I'm gonna go with the Crimson Tide again. I think yeah. that pace. I like Nate Oates. I'm gonna say they're gonna win the regular season title. I think two is gonna be. Uh, can uh, I guess Kentucky? I can't say until I know those players are coming back. So two, give me the Auburn Tigers. Three, I'll go Kentucky. Four, give me Mississippi State. Actually, I can't, dude. I kind of like Mississippi State's chances this year. Maybe I should take. Ah, I'll just say four. Four. <laughs> well, just without knowing the Kentucky players coming back, give me Mississippi State four, LSU five, Arkansas six, Florida seven, South Carolina eight, Ole Miss nine. Oh, well, I'm forgetting Tennessee. I'm forgetting Tennessee in there. Tennessee's got to be. <laughs> it's tough to do this, you know. Yeah. Off the hip. So Tennessee. Okay. Let me reroute this Bama one, Auburn two, Kentucky three, Mississippi state four, LSU five, Tennessee six, Ark, uh, Florida seven, then eight. I will go South Carolina nine. I will go Ole Miss 10. Is Vandy? <laughs> no, sure. No, why no, not? no, no. Ten, I'll go A and M. Ten, I'll go A and M. Eleven, Vandy. Twelve. Who am I missing here? I'm missing. All I have left is Georgia. Right? Isn't there fourteen teams? Yes. This is harder than I realize, huh? Uh, yeah. You know, who did I'll, I not say? Is, all I I'll, have I'll, left I'll, is Georgia. That's twelve. I was. Oh no, track. Missouri. Okay, so so <laughs> it's there you go. But then. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll spare you the whole list. I'll just give you my like top five or six. Give me Kentucky to win it all. Give me LSU two, Auburn three, Alabama four, Mississippi State five, Arkansas six, Florida seven, and that's the seven teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament. Mm, I like it. I think I kind of agree there, but watch out for South Carolina. The wild, the <laughs> wild right, cards here first. The wild cards are what South Carolina and Ole Miss, right? Yes. You, would you say A yes. and M could be a wild card? I suppose, just given Buzz's track record, but I don't. When I look at the roster, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, last place. Give me the who's going to be last. Pl- who's going to be last place? Georgia. Georgia. Crean's done. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Dianaro. Uh, all right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college basketball experience, make sure you subscribe. We're breaking down. We're doing off season check-ins on every conference. You got to get in there. You got to check it out. We've already published an ACC one. We've already published a pac 12. one. We've already published a, 
uh, big East one. So you got the big 10 coming around the corner. We did, we did the big 12 too. So uh, uh, big, the big 10 coming up next and, and, and enjoy that uh, next week. It'll drop. So uh, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, remember me, Patty C NC, Nick handicap, every single college basketball game, uh, division one and college football done it for the past four years. And we've been over 500 each and every year. We've also been way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on the SGPN app. You should download that thing today and uh, yeah. And subscribe to the college football experience where we're talking all of these. You want to know about uh, Sam Pittman in the Arkansas Razorbacks or Eli Drinkowitz in Missouri, whoever we're talking at all on the college football experience year round. We talk college football year round. We talk college basketball, subscribe, tell a friend. And uh, look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. And if we do, if you do that, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter. And, uh, and once you do that, I will send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? All right. At the Colby D on Twitter. Give me a follow as well. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. And the Sports Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give us all a follow. Also, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Slack channel for anything you want to know about uh, the Little League Baseball uh, World Series or whatever. College Baseball World Series, not Little League. <laughs> we're, we're probably capping games in the Little League World Series, too. All right. Um, We'll have you covered on, on uh, the, the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. So go check that out. All right, guys, this is the college basketball experience, SEC style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. <laughs>